People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Good to be with you again in the Brothers Talk family den, kitchen, barbershop backyard, corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community. We want to greet our first-time listeners as well. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you becoming longtime listeners and helping us in spreading the word about the podcast and what we're out here doing. We do hope and pray that you're getting the message of how vitally important critical thinking is to us as the Black community, and why we have to keep challenging ourselves to keep from losing more ground every day that we fail to think for ourselves. Have some spirited debates and don't miss out on the essence of progress, which is bringing together different points of view and then developing your own individual perspective. And keep the focus on Black love and building self-sufficiency through our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide one household at a time campaign with a focus on expanding the number of Black-owned businesses both inside and outside our community. Support them with both your dollars and then make sure you talk them up as well. You'll be surprised how many people from other ethnic groups will be receptive to opportunities to contribute to our communities by buying Black as well. And Black family, as we said last week, they're relaxing the COVID guidelines all over the country, but we must not rush it and think we're over it without getting your vaccinations, and please be careful of wearing your mask in certain situations. We're getting closer, but we still are not fully there yet. So family, be advised. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey family, thank you for your continued support. Uh, Like Rod just mentioned, um, we're not there yet. We're not at the finish line in terms of the uh, virus. I'm, I'm really concerned because um, when when Biden did the State of the Union and no one had a mask on in attendance, that to me that just sent the wrong message because you got a situation where scientists are saying not yet, but yet the politicians uh, are uh, bowing down, pulling under pressure, or whatever, and saying, "Oh, no more masks, no more social distancing." Basically the country is trying to go back to normal and I'm just concerned that there's going to be a relapse. You have spring break is coming up uh, so people are going to be crowding the beaches. You're going to have a lot of people who still didn't get vaccinated and they are asymptomatic carrying the virus around. So I'm concerned. But family, since you're not going to wear the mask and you're going to go back to normal, go to a black business. Uh, This is the right time to start supporting black businesses. They need your support. So let's get back to supporting black businesses. Norm? And I just want to follow up uh, in regards to what you and Rod said. You know, if we're not healthy, we can't build anything. So as far as the virus goes, as far as getting our exercise and taking care of ourselves and diet and everything, we need to be healthy to build anything. Rod? Thanks, Norm. So as you heard us say earlier, 
the essence of progress is in critically thinking through issues and having differing opinions so that you can develop your own perspective. And so we're going to model that for you today because there's an issue that's out in front of us that we've been having a real conversation about where we've been introducing a lot of different perspectives. And so we're giving you a peek into how we go about this process, which we really call the Brothers Talk. And so we had to listen just a week or so ago to Joe Biden's first annual State of the Union address. And so we heard a number of differing opinions from other people who noted that he didn't say anything directly about Black people. He mentioned something about HBCUs, but compared to his 100-day speech in 2021, this was like night and day. And so one of our perspectives, which is mine, is that we need to ensure that the guy who owed us the most because he would not be in office without us should never miss an opportunity to ensure that we are recognized properly as the biggest component of his base. He never misses an opportunity to talk up other groups like the LGBTQI groups, the veterans groups, talk about immigration, talk about a lot of different groups that are not any more popular per se if to the public at large, but somehow it always seems expedient to not go and directly mention what's going on as far as the black community goes. And so I always go back to the point that I recognize that he also recognizes is that there was no other group who supported him with the uniformity that it was of black America that resulted in his being elected. And so we know that since that is the case, we should never have to be ignored because if the other groups can be spoken of and be feeded, we cannot sit still while Biden does things like cater to even the other side of the aisle by saying that we ought not defund the police. We should fund the police, fund the police, fund the police, because that is code speak for let the police continue to go on with business as usual. And to me, that is a huge slap in the face for all of us who supported him to the tune of 88%. You know, see, we, we did talk about this. We had a, a pretty, uh, what I got to say, spirited debate, me, Rod, and Norm, about, about what's going on and the Biden speech. And I just view it a little differently. I, uh, while I do agree with pretty much everything Rod said in terms of Biden and, and you know, uh, basically giving shout outs to other people, other groups of people, I just think that that strategy of seeing the backlash that they're concerned about, and it shouldn't be, and he shouldn't care about it, but it's just, it's real. Um, from, from his first, from his first speech. And he talked about how he, you know, he's not going to forget black people who put him in the office and so on and so forth. And, and now, you know, he seemed like he's seen a different tune. I just think that I'm hopeful that um, that was done purposely, purposely so that he can, do some stuff behind the scenes for black people. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. But more than anything, we cannot continue to go down this road uh, that black folks been going down where we have basically been told to, okay, give us your vote. Now sit over that line, sit over there till we need your vote again. And pretty much that's what's been happening. And, and so a lot of folks 
have been getting restless behind that, and rightfully so, because I feel the same way. I'm like, um, I, I, it's been a year. It's only been a year, but uh, where's the progress? Where's the progress in the black community? Not just the black community, but where, what's, what's happening here in the country? I see some stuff, and it's going to be a little bit off topic, but we got this situation where are freezing the assets of the oligarchs uh, and Russia and anybody connected to them and banks and all this kind of stuff. Well, we just had some people on January 6th that tried to overthrow the government and they know who funded those people. So why aren't we freezing those assets? They tried to overthrow the democracy here and we're not freezing those assets. I, I, you know, it's a little bit off what we're talking about, but that's kind of, you know, symptomatic of, of the Biden administration, the way they're functioning. Uh, you know, on one hand, to me, the democracy is the most important thing that we have right now. It doesn't matter what color you, what race you are in this country. And yet uh, there's not a real fight <laughs> for it. You know, and it's funny because Biden didn't even mention the insurrection or any uh, anything that having to do with that in that speech. And I found that kind of funny. But that's that's Biden. Um, but one thing we really have to do, and, and you, you mentioned something, Scott, about, you know, us sitting on the sidelines. We're sitting on the sidelines because we haven't put out any policies. We haven't held them. We haven't put anything together that we actually want. And that's what we really have to do. We have to actually come together as a voting block and put together what we want and really hold the Black Caucus responsible for promoting our agenda. We have given them a free ticket to sit there and line their pockets with the corporatist money in that party and not represent us. But as for Biden, Biden is the biggest corporatist and he stood there and basically said, fund the police, fund the police, fund the police. And I took that as a chance for white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy, because that's exactly what it meant to many people of color in this country. And there was supposed to be some kind of progressive movement in reestablishing what the police are and mean to the citizens of this country. And he's just a part of the old guard that's continuing the racist policies in regards to law enforcement in this country. You know, Norm, I had forgotten about the fact that he also did not mention anything about January 6th. And why that is so appalling is because that is not only treason, but one of the worst instances of a racist back movement in the history of this country. And so the fact that he would not say anything about that in calling it out for what it was. So that's not an instance where he needs to necessarily say, Black, 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 black. But what he should have said was this was a system of racists coming together and attempting to try to overthrow the government. And they're continuing to do it across the country with all of these racist laws. And so by ignoring that, that to me is just one more instance where I feel like he's abandoning what he claimed to to say would be his having our backs. Because you've got all these laws that are a direct outcome of the fact that January 6th, insurgents, treason, traitors have not received the kind of comeuppance and justice that that kind of action deserves. And so they've really gone back and become more emboldened to do everything they can to say, well, okay, 
we weren't able to overthrow it through force. So let's go back to our individual states and put in enough laws to undermine the black vote and make sure that the next time they won't be able to put a Joe Biden in the office. And so what's so crazy to me about that is for all Democrats, is with all these laws that they're proposing, that if they don't get the John Lewis voting rights bill passed, if they don't get federally protected elections for our voting and everybody else's voting rights passed, then that spells the death knell for the Democratic Party. They'll never be able to win another election. And so to it, it just belies belief that they don't already see that and aren't doing everything they can to get that voting rights bill passed. That should have been their job one. You know, uh, I, I agree with you on that, Rod, 100%. Um, I, I think I've said this before, that I, I think that with Biden Biden and his administration and people that he have, his advisors, I don't know who's advising him or, or, or whether he's actually taking their uh, consultation and, and actually considering it. I don't know that. But, you know, the, 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 the thing with Biden is it just appears to me that he kind of still stuck in the 90s with that 90, 90s politician, but as a 90s politician, and he, he's thinking that, you know, he can still do some bipartisan stuff and time and time again, it's showing him that, you know, with Cinnamon and Manchin, who are supposed to be Democrats, but everybody know, you know, what, what the real, if you cut them, what color they're going to bleed, you know, kind of thing. But in, in, in terms of what's going on with voting rights, I'll be shocked and disappointed not disappointed, but surprised that these people don't know what's going on. That, you know, you got all these so-called smart people and they don't realize the damage that's being done because blacks don't see no results from standing in long lines and, and, the, and the kind of abuses that they take for trying to vote. So even without voting rights, there are going to be some challenges because, hey, People are tired of not getting anything for in return. We, we're helping you out. We're giving you this power. We're giving you this authority and control. And then you look out for everybody but us. So the Voting Rights Act, yeah, if they don't do anything about that, that's going to bury them forever. And I, I just can't believe that they don't realize that. But like I said, more importantly, even if the voting right, if they do something about the Voting Rights Act, they still got to be concerned about what the black people are going to show up in numbers that they've been showing up to vote for them. Well, there's, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to stick a few black faces out there like Clyburn to basically try to bring the, the uh, our people around basically to support them in the, the upcoming elections. But there's no way they're going to get near the support that they got the last elections, midterms or basically the next presidential election. That's just not going to happen. So they're already in trouble. You know, I don't know what Biden's going to do, but to, I mean, he and Trump, you can flip a coin. They're, they're, they're both sides of the same coin, in my opinion. And so this may be my most controversial take, but I continue to say that somebody who you call a friend should be somebody who has your best interest at heart and is trying to ensure you succeed. And so Biden keeps calling Joe Manchin his friend. And yet Joe Manchin at every turn 
is not only undermining Biden's agenda and administration, but basically making a fool out of it. Joe Manchin should be sent over to the Republican side. I know people say, well, they'll lose control of the Senate. They don't have control of the Senate now as long as Manchin and Sinema are able to do the bidding of the Republicans. So why not let them go over to the Republican side so that you can actually call out the Republicans? All Manchin and Sinema are doing is providing cover for the Republican Party because the Republican Party doesn't get blamed for any of this, even though they don't vote for anything. And yet the Democrats get seen as this feckless, ineffective group who can't get through the infighting with these two little people and who are from two states that obviously need a lot of that money that Biden has put into the budget more than any other state. So if that's the case, let them go. And then you could actually have a real fight between Republicans and Democrats instead of what you've got now, which is just what looks like infighting amongst Democrats. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I, I, it would be, I would be curious to see how that worked. I don't think that that uh, I don't think that Manchin will actually go to the Republican side because he can't get elected in West Virginia as a Republican. He might become an independent. Either one is better than him parading around like he's a real Democrat and, and you know, trying to protect the filibuster on the voters' rights. But, but all of this other, the debt ceiling and, and the debt limit and the budget, you were okay with uh, suspending uh, the filibuster for those things. But when it comes to something, to me, what this looks like, when it comes to something that Black folks need, that's going to benefit black people, he has an issue with it. I just see this as a lack of leadership or just total incompetency by Biden. If you cannot control your party, if you cannot gather the votes you need to pass a voting rights act, when you control both houses and you have the presidency, there's something wrong with with you. That's the way I see it. So there you have it. So let us know what you thought about the State of the Union and particularly the state of Black America, which is certainly more important to us overall, because as goes what's good for Black America tends to be good for the country in general. In our Black Business Spotlight of the Week, we want to introduce Dovev Weaver and his cousin, Elliot Martin, the co-founders of Closer to Our Dreams, LLC, a business development and marketing consulting company based in St. Petersburg, Florida, that's on a mission to help 10,000 aspiring Black entrepreneurs to successfully launch a business this year. Their company will be mentoring and coaching success-oriented individuals for 12 weeks through their Dreams to Reality Academy and also taking their entrepreneurship boot camps to 10 states across the country. Their goal at Closer to Our Dreams is to close the wealth gap between minorities and give people access to information that has been hidden from the masses for decades. So, and they say, we won't stop until everyone knows about entrepreneurship. We want our company to be the number one resource when someone wants to start a business. So for more information about one-on-one coaching and other programs from Closer to Our Dreams, LLC, visit closertoourdreams.com. Also be sure to connect with the brand on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Closer to Our Dreams TV. So that's a wrap for another program. And God willing, we'll keep the focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. 
Don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and your interest. We'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.